0: So get ready, girl, because we're about to change your life. Hello, hello there. Welcome back to Fearless and Unleashed. I'm your host, Jeanette Sachs. All right, friends, today's episode is going to be deep. We're going to talk about some real serious life things, things that I've been wanting to share with you, but I just didn't know how. And I had a moment where I realized, you know, I think it's time to share it. Before I go into this story that I'm going to share with you guys, I just want to say this. Sometimes... Recording episodes and sharing things is hard just because you always want to share things that are going to impact someone else, right? So when I share things, I think about you and I think about what can I share with you about this story that is going to impact your life or help you get through it if you're going through it or maybe understand other people if you're in the same situation. How are you going to benefit out of this? And then also too, I think it's really important To share with your audience, with people that support you. Like, you guys are my listeners. I think of you as my squad. You know, like things that I share with you guys, I always share them with the intention of hoping that it makes your life a little bit easier or better, or I'm able to help you understand something. But you also are faced with how do I share things while also being private about certain things? And how do I share things where I'm not? sharing too much and also how much is too much, you know? And so you have like all of these thoughts. And as a coach, I try to figure out how to deliver this message and share this story. And sometimes I lose track of certain things. So for example, what led me to come and share this is one, because I think we're in a time where I could share it. One thing about me, if you've listened to previous episodes, you know that if I'm going through something and I haven't figured it out or I haven't learned the lesson or I haven't figured out the steps to get through that situation, I'm not gonna share it with you because there's no point of me coming inventing with zero solution, right? But I will share it once I figure those things out because those are the tips and lessons that I can help you understand if you need them. And so I'm in a place where I have figured some stuff out. This situation has been, going on for the last two years, I want to say. It's been really deep the last two years, but it's really something that I have dealt with since I was a teenager and I think it's really important to talk about. And the other thing that made me realize like this is actually the perfect time to talk about it is it's interesting to me. If you're a coach, you're going to understand this because you probably experienced this too. It's interesting to me how sometimes I will train on something on a topic or I will record an episode and talk about something. And then that's the thing that triggered me to go, oh, am I still doing those things? Right. And I don't train on things that don't work. I train on things that I've used and have worked for me, right? One of the things I talked to you guys recently about was storytelling and how to use storytelling to connect with your audience and build trust. After I released that episode... I had a whole thing happen with Instagram, which I'm not even going to get into, but they had some issues, disabled a bunch of accounts. My account's one of them. It's gone. And so now I have a new one. It's JeanetteSax underscore. But that happened and it made me go, wow, I've lost years of content that I've put on this platform and all the stories that I've shared and the journeys and everything. But then I remembered they're probably still on Facebook. So I remember I went to Facebook and I just went down like memory lane of what I used to share. And I realized that at some point I stopped sharing stories and it got me to thinking while I'm going through all of this stuff, right? There's like a million things. We could never cover everything in this episode because we'll be here all day, but I'm going to try to do my best to give you as much as you need to understand what's going on and like be able to learn from it and take whatever it is that you're going to take from it. That's going to help you. But I realized like, wow, I stopped storytelling at some point. And I got real quiet. And I know that some of you guys have reached out. If we have worked together, if I've been your coach, if we have been connected, if you're a client of mine, if we're being connected on social media for a really long time, you know I show up a certain way. And I know that I'm not showing up the same way. And I appreciate those of you who have reached out. But you're right. I have not been showing up the same way. And when I start to think about it, I realize that the situation that has been on my mind for the last two years, it has really chipped away at my personality. It has chipped away from that excited for the day, happy woman that would get up and like show up, you know? And I was still showing up, but I was quiet about it. I was doing a lot of work behind the scenes. I was connected with my clients, jumping on calls, doing trainings and whatnot. But when it came to what you may have known on social media, I wasn't showing up the same because I didn't have it in me to show up and put up a smile and dance to point at things, making a real. Like it's just, I did it sometimes when I was feeling like it, but most days I just wasn't into it. And I had to honor that. And that's one of the things that I'm so glad social media isn't a deal breaker for my business. And I'm so glad about this because there are going to be days where you are going through something and you may not want to come up and record a reel and pretend that you're happy. And I think that was my situation is I just didn't have it in me too. I don't like pretending. I like showing up as I am. And I was just not going to show up the way that I was feeling. Now, the thing that has taken over is not that I'm unhappy. It's that worry has taken over until now. Like I'm cutting it loose, you know, but worry has taken over the last two years. And I wanted to explain that. So they, one, because I think it's important to understand. And then two, because I think the messaging is just... So important and not talked about enough. All right, so if I sound funny, also I'm sick. So when I tell you there's been a million things going on, on top of that, we're gonna throw in a cold in the mix, okay? So bear with me here. <laughs> so one of the things that's been going on that has really taken a toll on me because it's created worry, and one thing I notice is being sad is one thing, you know, dealing with hard things is one thing, but worry, that is like a whole... Another monster that I don't think I ever... I know I've read books about worry in the past two years because I think... I caught myself worrying, but I don't think I realized that it was the worry that was really causing everything else that I was feeling. And so the thing that's been going on is I have family members. Obviously, we're going to keep names out of it for privacy reasons, but I have family members who have gone down the path of alcoholism and drugs and addiction and choosing to be homeless. And I say choosing just because I've worked with organizations that help homeless. And not every homeless person is a homeless because they're a drug addict. They're are different situations that people go through in life that unfortunately leaves them homeless. But in this case, these people have chosen because they don't want to get off of that path. They don't want help. They don't want to better their lives. They don't want, they don't even want to like interact with anyone. And in the years of my life, I have made some really tough decisions where I had to set some boundaries after decades and decades of realizing that sometimes people don't change and if they're toxic and they're not bringing anything good to your life you unfortunately have to make decisions to not have them in your life i do believe in talking and sitting down and really having deep conversations and acknowledging when you're wrong and also a i'm sorry goes a long way, but not a in the moment, I'm sorry, like you have to say I'm sorry, but also show that the behavior is gone, you know? And so I do believe in working on things because if you can have people in your life and work through things, that's amazing. But sometimes, unfortunately, some people don't change and you do have to make decisions to close the door because you have to protect your life, your family, maybe even your children. You don't want your children around certain things. And so I've had to do that in my life and it was fine. Like it wasn't easy. I don't want to say it's easy because it's never easy to have to do that. But you get to a point where once you get through the initial like shock of, wow, I've had these people in my life forever and now I don't. Then you realize like it was the best thing. You know, sometimes certain people are just better off not being around each other. And so I got to a point where I realized like, yeah, this is better Because then at least there's peace. But one thing that I realized, it's really, I don't want to say easy. It's more doable to close the door and move on with your life knowing that people are okay. It's not as easy or as doable when you know people are struggling. And for me, I've been getting calls more so the past two years and I've been told things and I have these images in my head about how these people are living and the things that they're going through because of this addiction. My heart has broken so many times in the last two years for them that... It's chipped away at my personality of who I am. And when you have family members, people that you grew up with, people that you remember, you have an image of them playing with them, you know, in all of these stories, and then to think of them of where they are now is heartbreaking and it's really hard. And when you want to help, but the help is not wanted and the change is not wanted, it is the hardest thing to have to... I can't even say witness because they're not around. It's like they disappear. You have no idea. They kind of like come around once in a while. I think the last time I heard of anyone seeing them has been maybe a year and a half ago. And it is really hard to the point where I can't drive and see homeless people because I immediately get emotional. I'm kind of working through that because it's a hot mess if I have the kids in the car and that's happening. You know, I live in Hawaii, so the temperature here, it doesn't get cold. It just gets hotter, you know? And so when temperature starts changing in California, it starts getting really cold. I think about that stuff and it bothers me because all I'm thinking about is, are they cold? Are they going to die out there in the cold? Are they hungry? Like the basic needs that a human needs, it's like they're choosing not to have it. And I keep saying choosing because the help is there. The opportunity to change is there. I have found with one person years ago, because this has been going on, you guys, since I was a teenager. This behavior has been going on now. It's just to the point where it's just so bad. And it has opened up a whole world of things for me where I have realized there is some serious issues going on way before this generation Things that weren't addressed. You can't even have conversations about these type of things with certain people because nobody is open to having a conversation. Everybody wants to play victim. Nobody wants to acknowledge their doing. And I'm just sitting here like, so what are we supposed to do? Just sit here like, you know, it is the hardest thing when you want to help make change in someone's life and they either don't want to help or you feel like you're alone at acknowledging things and working through things and you can't change people right and You can't help someone else see where they're wrong if they don't even see that they were wrong. You can't fix things if all parties involved are not in a place where they're open to even having a conversation and healing from it, you know? And one thing I want to say, just because I know this happens, sometimes you don't even have to have conversations. There are certain people in my life that I don't need to have a conversation. I have enough of an experience with certain people where I have moved on. I'm not angry. I'm not holding on to things. I just have learned the lesson and blessed and release, right? Just bless and release, wish them the best. And I moved on just because I'm okay with that. But there are certain people in my life that I'm just like, we need to sit down and talk about this. And we're not there yet. But one thing about me, oh, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> We're going to address these things and we're going to break these chains. We're going to acknowledge that maybe it's been some traumatic experiences and things that have happened here that have led people down this path. And I'm not pointing fingers because I truly believe everybody is responsible for themselves. We all have the choice to make for our lives. And just to be very honest with you guys, I have been on that path. You know, I've had the same upbringing. I've been around the same situations, the same things going on, the same examples that were being set. I have been through the same thing. We've been in that path together. But at some point, and I can't even tell you at what point I decided to switch lanes and go down a different path in my life. I want to say that it was maybe when I was like 18 and decided to go and live on my own as a single mom, as a young single mom. I think that was probably the first time I can remember that maybe that was a way of me going on my own lane. But I also in the years, just to paint a mental picture of how it sits on my head for you, I feel like you're in one lane, right? At some point, I made the choice to get on a different lane so that I can have a different type of life. And I did that. But then throughout the years, there's been little detours that have brought me back to the lane. And then I realized, oh, that's right. This isn't how I want to live my life or this isn't how, you know, who I want to be around with. And I've had to take that quick right, Out of that lane again and back to my lane. That's how I envision it, if that makes sense. I probably totally confused you. But I've been in that lane, you know, and I've made a choice. And this is a choice that everybody could have made. And so it has really put me in a place where I've been thinking like, what's going on? Because I do think there's a lot of pain there. There's a lot of betrayal that has led some of these members of our family down a path of just trying to ignore and not feel. I really do believe that. And my heart hurts for them because I know how hard it is. I know how hard it is to feel betrayed and unsupported by people that are supposed to be there for you and love you. And sometimes I wonder, is this why you're where you're at right now? But also, at what point do you take responsibility and go, I'm not going to let these situations, I'm not going to let other people dictate where I'm going to end up and I'm going to create the best life I could possibly create with or without people. So I've been trying to work through my emotions around this because it is really sad. And I realize this is probably not the healthiest thing that I should be doing is thinking about and worrying about something that I can't control because I can't. I talked to my husband about possibly taking a trip down to California and looking for them, which isn't the most smartest thing to do. I understand that you're probably like, Jeanette, this is not good. But he was like, well, what are you going to do if you don't find them? And I was like, well, that's the thing. There's so many different things that can happen. One, that's a trip to go from Hawaii to California. I'm going to have to get a hotel. I'm going to have to get a rental car. And then I'm going to drive aimlessly. Because like, where do you go to look for a homeless person when they move around and like, you have no idea where they're at? I've heard of certain places and I know these streets because I grew up in this area. And so part of me is just like, I can drive around and hopefully find them. So either I can find them or not, or I can find them and they not want help. We've been there before with one of them. And I also think like, what if I find them and... They're so gone that they don't even recognize me. What if I find them and they're so gone that they're angry and attack me? Like I have no idea what I would be walking into or if I would even find them. So I think I have to sit on that idea for a little bit and really think about if that's something that makes sense to do because I'm not sure. But part of me is like, let's go, let's fix it. We got this, like we can get through this. But I'm just like, I'm the only one over here going like, let's fix this. Everybody involved that actually needs to accept the help, they don't want it. And it is the hardest thing to watch someone you love make a choice to not get help, not accept your help and just disappear. And it leaves you with worry when you don't know. I don't know if it's easier to have them in your face. And no, I have no idea. I don't know if that's easier. I just know that not knowing anything And the worry that comes from that has been so destructive in my life that I just can't, I had to let it go. I think family dynamics are so interesting. One of the things that I have always appreciated the hell out of my husband is my husband is my rock. No matter what's going on, he is my support system. But one of the things that I have always appreciated about that man is that he minds his damn business, okay? He does not get involved in anything going on in my family. Obviously, we have conversations in private, I know he's there for me. But when things in the past have been like popping off or conversations have been going on, my husband has always minded his business. He's always been there. He'll put like his hand on my shoulder to let me know like I'm here. And I know if I ever needed him, he would be there for me in that moment, you know, but he has minded his business. And I think that that is so important in family. And I can't not do this episode and not share that part because I think that when you grow up in your family, right, if you have siblings, you know, you can have conversations with your family unit, the family you grew up with, and y'all can go at it. Y'all can have some deep discussions, argue, and figure out a way to come back from it, right? But when other people get involved, that is never good. When the in-laws get involved, when other people in the family who join the family later get involved... That is never good. And the reason is because you can get into an argument with a family member that you grew up with and then forgive each other because you guys used to fight as kids. You know, you wrestled in the living room or whatever. So you're used to that. But when other people get involved, it's poisonous. It is. The way I envision it is people come in to the family and they release their venom, whether it's by gossiping or getting involved and having a say. And it's like, no, you go over there. Let the family unit take care of it. And you just are there behind the scenes to support your significant other. And that's one thing that I've always appreciated about my husband. He's never got involved. He's always respected that. And I try to do the same for him. You know, we have this thing where it's like, if I need to talk to anybody in my family, I will talk to anybody in my family. If you need to talk to anybody in your family, you do. And it just, it's peaceful. There's no issues. There's no problems. It's peaceful because everybody understands that. I wish that more people understood that. Stay in your place. Don't get involved. And also too, people in the family, you know, understanding like it's OK to tell your spouse or the person you're dating like, hey, you know, I appreciate you trying to have my bag. But when it comes to my family, let me deal with it because I can say things and we can move past it. But if you guys get into it, maybe it, there's no comeback from that. You know, it just makes things worse, I think. And so I think that's so important of a lesson to take. is like letting each person deal with their family because it's just so much easier. So I'm in a place where, you know, the challenges haven't gone away. I do know that there's going to be some heated conversations, I think, that are going to come up because I'm in a place where it's like, no, we're going to talk about some things. There's certain people in my life that I'm like, we have to figure this out. Not even so much for the older generation or for my generation. It's more like we got to like cut the chain and set our children up differently differently. You know, my kids, my girls are so close. They are so close. And it is because my husband and I have made such a big deal of loving your sibling and being there. And our family unit is different, you know? And so to me, it's like at some point, somebody has to stand up and say, okay, enough is enough. We're either going to talk about it or we're going to talk about it. And it doesn't mean that it's a fight of a conversation. No, it's like, it's hard to talk about some things. I understand that some people don't do well with sitting down and acknowledging things and feeling that pain. It is painful. It is. It's hard. But to get through it, you have to go through it. You can't get through something by avoiding it. That I can tell you for sure. And so I'm at a place where we're going to talk about it. And also, we got to figure out how do we help the family that needs help? so that they can better their lives. I don't even know where to start, to be honest with you. So I'm kind of in the middle of all that. I have no idea what I'm going to do there because that is not up to me. So all I can do is leave the door open for when the help is wanted and pray about it and release it to God because he's really the only one that can... We need a miracle here. We really do. We need a miracle and he's the only one that can do it. So I wanted to share this because, yes, I'm a little different. I haven't been showing up, but that's really the reason I've been just protecting my heart, or not even protecting my heart, healing my heart, and just kind of going through it. And I also think it's important to share because as coaches, I have a lot of you guys who are business owners and entrepreneurs. And if you're a coach, sometimes you have the idea of how can I share this with my audience? And they're going to be like, Jeanette, how you going to help me get through my stuff when you got a lot going on? But girl, let me tell you something, okay? Most coaches, they're coaches for a reason. They have a story. They went through something, they learned from it, they overcame it, they healed from it, and they can teach you how to go through the same thing and heal from it too. We have experienced a lot of stuff that we have gone through that has made our life better. And there's definitely steps and things that we did to get us to where we are, you know, to get us to that better place. And coaches are not perfect. We're human. We go through things. But one thing I can tell you about me is anytime that I have gone through something challenging in my life that has broken me or made me feel defeated, I have came back from that 10 times stronger and 10 times driven. I have used those moments to look at my life and understand why I show up the way I show up, why I pursue my goals, why I don't let things break me and keep me down. I might fall, girl, but we're getting up. And that's the lesson that I want you to take is there's going to be challenges. There's going to be things that are going to make you feel weak or fragile. And that's okay. We all break. We all have moments like this. But you got to get up. The way I look at it is I don't look at it as, oh, I'm fragile Or, oh, you should feel bad for me. Don't feel bad for me. In fact, don't send me a message saying, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, girl, no, (laughs) I don't want to hear those messages because I'm not sharing for that reason. The way that I think about it is think about a lion. You know, when lions are about to attack in this sense, the way that I look at it is my attack is going after life going after those big goals. And then this happens and I'm feeling some type of way, you know? So I'm kind of just like ducking down and just like looking out to what I'm going to attack, my target, which are my goals, how I want my future to be. And me just ducking and hiding in the grass like lions do, that's just a way to heal my heart and protect my heart and get through this quietly. And then when I go and attack, girl, I'm coming after it. Like I'm coming after those goals and that's where I'm at right now. And so sometimes you have to get quiet. Sometimes you have to get low and maybe not show up as much so that you can take care of yourself. But you're got to come back. You always got to come back. You don't stay down. You come and you go after it. So that is my story. I hope That there's something in there that you can take and apply in your life or that helps you. And I do have a favor to ask of you. I have two. One is to say a prayer for my family. I do believe in the power of prayer. Pray for them that they find their way, that God leads them down the path of recovery I would really appreciate that. And then the other thing is, if you have two seconds, I would really appreciate it if you left a review and a star rating. The reason that that is really important is because the way that the algorithm works for podcasting is when you guys leave a review and a star rating, the algorithm shows the podcast to more people. And that's how the show grows. And that's how we're able to impact other people that may be needing to hear this episode. So if you can do those two things for me, I would truly appreciate it. All right, friends, that is what I have for you today. I hope you have a great day and I will talk to you soon. Hey girl, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, I would really appreciate it if you took a minute to head over to Fearless and Unleashed on iTunes and leave a review and subscribe to the show so you're notified when the episodes drop. Also, I'd love to connect over on social media, so head over to Instagram and say hi. You can find me at Jeanette Sachs, or find the link below in the show notes. Okay, friend, go out and be fearlessly you. I'll see you soon.